0: Hi there. Welcome to listeners from across the globe. My name is Allison Nune, and this is Best Damn Reality, a new podcast intending to help bridge the spiritual and material worlds. Each week, I invite you to join me and to suspend all preconceived notions, to open your minds and your hearts to seeing everything from a much Faster perspective. Should you be enticed enough, please also consider visiting me on my YouTube channel and on my business Facebook page, both under the name Allison Nune. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the journey. Sunday, December 13th, 2020. The time is 12.54 p.m. in Sarasota, Florida. Oh, There are a lot of disparate, seemingly disparate pieces of segments, of thoughts, pieces of my material and spiritual world all swirling together right now that feel as if they want to be expressed today, nervous on a number of levels, but Before I begin to attempt to express them in a coherent, connected manner, I wanted to take a moment and read today's daily mantra from my 13-moon calendar. I have not yet referenced this in the podcast to the best of my recollection, but there have been only a few But there have been a few references over the years on my YouTube channel, which in essence has been a pretty open, pretty wide open, honest behind the scenes sharing of my spiritual awakening journey for the past eight years. I've referenced my use of this 13 moon calendar. It was something that I somehow stumbled upon, I actually cannot remember specifically how, but when I was home in Michigan for what I call my healing year back in 2010, which directly led to my point of no return spiritual awakening, it was that summer that I stumbled upon this 13-moon calendar. And from that moment on, I have been utilizing this as my primary means of tracking quote-unquote time. Of course, I still have a Gregorian calendar, in fact, multiple of them, just simply because that's what people still gift me um, in my home. But the 13 moon calendar is beautiful because you can utilize it while still following, if you will, Gregorian time. Without going into more details about this powerful means of tracking time, I want to read today's daily mantra. Every single day has a unique combination of what they call the tones and the tribes. And I just want to read today's. And Today happens to be day one of month six of the 13 moon calendar. And I, you know, admittedly, this will be likely very unclear unless you're already familiar with the concept. So I invite you to just try to isolate on the energies of the words, um, despite it being presented in likely a very new way. So the little cube of today that marks today's date, today's combination is blue crystal storm. Blue storm is the tribe. Crystal is the tone. Blue crystal storm. And the energy guiding today, it's guided by magic. And what's called the kin number is number 259. So using that combination of blue crystal storm, each one of those, the tribe and the tone, each have three words associated with them. And in the back of the calendar, there is a specific order in which you substitute into the mantra each of those three words that are associated with the tribe and the tone. So when you follow the little guideline, this is what the mantra reads in full today for Blue Crystal Storm with the energy being guided by magic. It reads... I dedicate in order to catalyze universalizing energy. I seal the matrix of self generation with the crystal tone of cooperation. I am guided by the power of magic. So, in light of that, and highlighting Certain words dedicate, catalyze, universalize, energy, matrix, self generation, cooperation, and magic. With those words in mind, I'm going to proceed with trying to capture today's recording. So to begin with, in my own little heart and mind, I dedicate this to the energy of two women that I just spent an hour and 49 minutes watching, a uh, conversation between these two women. I watched it over YouTube. One woman's name is Casey, I'm sorry, JCK, who lives in Australia, and the other's name is Elpa Sani. And she lives in the UK. And they have sort of inspired me, their energies, their conversation, the alignment to their energies that I personally feel has inspired me to, I would almost say motivate motivate and inspire. And when I, I use those two words very specifically, motivate to me is an energy more of pushing and inspiration is an energy more of pulling. And I am definitely experiencing a push-pull, almost uh, uh, it feels like a, a battle of sorts within myself since my last recording, which has now been almost two weeks ago, which I cannot believe. So the push part is I sort of promised myself I wouldn't go more than a week in between recordings to simply keep the energy flowing, but I dream of being pulled to do each recording. I don't particularly like to push because for me, that feels like I'm forcing something. And when I feel like I'm forcing something, I feel like I'm, I'm telling the universe that I'm, you know, impatient. Like I'm trying to tell the universe that I know better than its timing, that I'm sending a message of not fully trusting the timing of the universe, the timing of the divine, And it's a a challenge for me as I continue to try to read and feel my higher guidance as I take each step on my own journey during these very powerfully shifting times. And the first general comment that I know wants to come through is this. Oh God, this is even tough because it's such a challenge for aspects of my expressions To not come across as ego-focused. Because the messages coming through me, the desires I'm feeling, the vision I see so clearly that I feel I'm supposed to breathe, help breathe into reality, it is coming through my ego. It is coming through my character of Allison. Allison is very much human and I try and work very hard to keep myself in check and to acknowledge when I am communicating more through the ego and when I feel like I'm more serving as a uh, conscious conduit for spirit to work through me. And I believe that I'm, I'm oftentimes it's a combination of both. But there are definite clear instances when I'm communicating more from Allison than when I'm serving and allowing Allison to simply be a channel. And today's recording feels like it's coming much more from the ego-based character of Allison. And that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable and makes me take pause and makes me cautious to share because the goal, my ultimate goal is to be serving the one which I do through my character but I don't ever want to be coming across to others as serving my ego but the reality is we have to care for our ego I have to be aware of the human character's place in any given moment I can say spiritually That I know everything that I need is within me. Any connection I feel I'm lacking out in the world, anything I perceive myself to be lacking out in the world, in my external life, I know I have the the ability to go within and meet that need for myself. But saying that and living that are two very different things. And during these times, this has been very, very challenging because I was already lonely and isolated, but these times have made that experience, which I didn't think could get much more isolating or feel much lonelier than it was. There have been bouts of loneliness and isolation that I feel at my soul's level that have kind of surprised me that I've still been able to feel these ways when I know from my higher self, from my spiritual knowing, I know I'm never alone. I know that I always have the greater essence of God, my spirit guides, my angel guides. They're always right there with me. But again, I come back to in my human form, in my human life, I'd be lying if I said I didn't yearn to be living that awareness, living that spirituality with others in our physical forms. And I know it's coming. I know that really powerful, beautiful, co-creative, conscious, co-creative opportunities lie just ahead. But this is one of those get real with myself moments and really raw, vulnerable recordings where I just admit where I am and where I have gone this past week has again been a little bit darker, really heavy, really uncomfortable, and really hard. And what's ironic is that it comes after what I feel was one of the best transmissions I've done yet. My last recording captured on November 30th, where I will say that I felt like the majority of that recording was more my spirit self, my higher self, you know, where I was really surrendering and allowing the energy and able to allow the energy to come through me without filtering it and overthinking it too much with Allison's human brain. And I don't have many people listening, but I know that the vast, vast majority of people in my little network, which has been really reduced since I, left, since I left Facebook, when I first started the podcast, I was at least sharing the early episodes on Facebook. Not that anybody was clicking and listening, but I was at least exposing it to many people. But I've been off Facebook for many months now. And the reason I went off Facebook actually correlates almost identically to the massive levels of uncomfortableness that I've been feeling given the extent to which I allowed myself to speak to my honest to God perspective and feelings, commenting more openly about these times in my last recording. And I'm experiencing and feeling similar things, if only from one person's reaction to that recording. And her reaction to the recording says it all. She didn't listen. She couldn't listen all the way through. Somebody that has been listening to every single week, somebody that comes from the huge, massive magnitude of conditioning, through the mainstream media and through all the systems of our world, somebody who's in her seventh decade of living, so the conditioning is deep, and someone from whom, I mean, I knew, I wasn't surprised to hear this reaction, but it reminded me of what my reality is as my human character right now. I don't push my work or share my work directly with hardly anybody but I know I must continue to mature into and have the courage to speak from my heart what is desiring to be expressed. And right now, my expressions, my take on what is transpiring in the present day 3D world is an unpopular perspective. It is one that literally gets attacked by people. And it... I'm human. That hurts. This isn't practiced for me to say things that upset people even though I know I'm not trying to upset them. I'm shining the light on the truth because it has to be said. And so, you know... It just is hard. It's hard. It's hard because I listened to my last recording. And again, in the most humblest of ways, I cannot believe how powerful what I was able to allow to come through. The Like when I go to my heart center, it couldn't have been, like I couldn't have done a better job in that moment to convey this, you know, frequency that I constantly strive To be speaking from and to be conveying and speaking to. A frequency that is intended to represent the oneness, love, spirit, you know, and be this voice of humbly being an individual human voice of the greater truths. And it was funny because I was listening, I just got introduced to these two ladies through both of them through interviews that they did with a, another U.K. guy whose name is Mark Devlin. And it was in that interview that JC, the Australian woman, was speaking to --Oh gosh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, I just I just lost my train of thought. Oh, apologies. You know, I can, that makes me think of today's interview when she was talking about how, you know, you don't realize I'm not a production company. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm surrendering myself in the now moment to try to capture very real energy from the now moment to convey these, these extremely raw, but honest, genuine expressions from my heart. And I can't not do it. I can't not do it, but it's amazing to what degree you open yourself up to attacks from others. And I find it after this last transmission from November 30th, and simply hearing from this person that they couldn't even listen, and not even trying to discuss it further because it, it's just no use. If there's not an open mind to receive something in in a way that you can, like, it, it, if there's no willingness to go there, to be uncomfortable, to try to take ownership for your own uncomfortable feelings, something that's coming through may, me may be triggering it. And I can be, I'll, I'll that's part of what I'm doing by be playing this role that I'm being called to play which is to be a more public voice sharing openly and honestly my own journey through my ego, through my own dark to living the light. So I'll be, you can, you can blame me. I mean, I'll let you go ahead and do that. I'm not accepting it. I mean, I'm not like I can serve in that role in your story in a way where it doesn't any longer affect me, which took me 40 years to learn. But I invite you, if you're being triggered by something that I'm simply conveying, it's triggering something that's inviting you to go deeper within yourself. And what a powerful thing it could be if I'm able to hold space for that uncomfortableness for both of us as we speak through it. Because I've already gone through this process to such large degrees within myself. I haven't gone through it much with other people. I feel for eight years now, I have felt the judgment. I have felt the criticism. And oftentimes, not criticizing even anything constructively. Not really even attempting to try to get at the root of what I'm expressing in any one recording that triggers people, but just being attacked on the surface level. And I don't, it does get easier But I don't know that it'll ever get to the point where, you know, where I can completely shrug it off as, you know, not affecting me at all. And I know that part of this experience right now for me is having the courage to speak these things and to go through this very uncomfortable process. But I was (laughs) I cannot believe to what degree I continue to be shocked at the magnitude of the conditioning. Because I've not been a pro-Trump person. I have been apolitical for 12 years. I haven't had a TV for 12 and a half years. Up until this year, I've watched hardly any media. Hardly anything. Not even films and TV programs, which are things I was a great fan of prior to my awakening. So if there was ever somebody where it was safe to have a conversation and to maybe make some progress in our world from being so divided in these extreme ways, I would think that somebody who used to be on your side, if you will, back in the days of politics, I was on the blue side, if you will, I, and I'm not even necessarily arguing as a pro-Trump person per se. But the magnitude of the conditioning to make us be on one side or another, and not only be on one side, but in recent decades, you're on the extreme of any side. There's very little middle ground anymore with which to come around to try to appeal to people to find, and that's all I'm striving for, is balance and the middle ground. And to be able to see all the angles. And it hurt my soul to feel that people, you know, the, the unbelievable, let alone the depths of the conditioning. But the depths to which they won't even open their mind You can't even present them with factual things that go against the mainstream narrative. They're that conditioned. Now, I know all of that is collapsing. I believe these people are in for a rude awakening when the greater truths are revealed. But I also know... That even as that happens, they can all be, there could be a thousand factual pieces of evidence opposing this mainstream narrative and they cannot see them and will not see them. And my heart and soul hurt and have compassion for that. And it's not even about, this isn't about being right. I said before, if you feel like you have to choose a side, this is good Versus evil. This is a war going on between good and evil. And as I shared in my last recording, I wanted to resist that notion for a long time. I did resist that notion. And sort of naively, but innocently and purely focused on the light and focused on my own journey of dark and light. I couldn't handle the dark outside of myself until I had a better grip on my individual, my inner world of dark and light. And until I remembered myself more to be of the essence of light, which we all are, but we've got our shadow work to do. And that's an unending process. I still get triggered as well. And when I get triggered, it's inevitably triggering things within me, oftentimes shadow aspects of myself that still need to be worked through and acknowledged and forgiven and loved. And I just, it just is shocking to me. It's shocking to me because I'm not even portraying myself to be on one side or another it, unless you're talking about the side of good versus evil. And yet that is how it's received. And you end up then, I feel like, I feel like we're still in these groups where everybody's preaching to the people that believe the same that they do. And and is isn't the whole point, you know, and I don't, I don't know how this is going to come across. One, you can't force anybody to awaken any more quickly than they're intended to awaken. And you can't force them ever. It has to be something that they're willing to be or do is to, you know, expand and grow. And everything, oh, I remembered what I was going to say in the Mark Devlin interview with JC. She was brilliant when she pointed out all the various perspectives are true. If you want to believe the perspective being shared through the mainstream media As truth, it is your truth. That's what you're choosing to believe. But I would alter the words here just slightly. Any perspective, every perspective of anything is equally valid. But what I would argue is there is a real difference between truth, the mainstream narrative, what you're going to learn is They have not been truthful. If you want to follow that and give your energy to that perspective and accept that as truth, that is up to every individual to do. And the deep state cabal, the small 1% that has been controlling this planet for eons, is helping you see that as truth but what is being revealed in front of your eyes right now is simply demonstrated factual evidence that they are not being truthful. What they're saying and what is really happening are not aligned. And so it's a tricky, fine line because I don't ever want to come across as debating or arguing, you know, to be right. It's simply on the side of truth. It's just on the side of truth. And there is a difference between having various perspectives based on true occurrences in the 3D reality and creating a reality that on the surface, the words are saying one thing, but what it really is is being hidden from you. And the... The reality is the vaster truth has been hidden from us. And more so, we've been conditioned consciously, concerted effort to condition us in every way imaginable. And all of that conditioning took an exponential leap when the world of technology grew to the extent that it grew in the past couple of decades. And I guess I'm just still processing the magnitude of the conditioning and the sadness within that people that know me, people that know, know that I haven't been paying attention. I'm not on any one side. I do my best to point that out in every chance I have. Whether it's on on the political thing or any particular issue or any particular anything. I'm trying to remain as neutral as possible, but to honor what has happened and what is happening in that 3D reality. You cannot tell me that 2 plus 2 is 5 in the 3D reality. Now, there may very well be a reality where 2 plus 2 is 5, but in this reality... We know that 2 plus 2 is 4. And for you to try to pull over my head that 2 plus 2 is 5 is not truthful. And that is what I feel in a nutshell has been done for eons to all of humanity. And like I said in my previous recording, I first began to peel the onion after 9-11 9-11 did not feel right. It did not look right. Nothing about 9-11 added up. And after going down the rabbit hole for a few years and discovering that I was miserable and angry and confused, I stopped looking externally. And after a couple of years of turning that off, that's when I had my spiritual awakening. And I've spent the past 10 years going within to unprecedented depths within myself and allowing myself to take those inner discoveries outside and to live it at unprecedented levels. But I still have yet to experience in any way, shape, or form an external reality in mass that reflects my internal other than in my own little world. And right now, I believe that lots of us Who can generally say that about our stories Our spiritual journeys Are coming together And so I've attempted to reach out To some of these people That I've been now following for months Jesse Perez Casanova Charlie Ward Jesse's in South Africa Charlie's in Spain Charlie Freak and Colleen are in Mexico Mark Devlin is in the UK Elpa is in the UK JC is in Australia. Now, I haven't yet connected directly with them. And it's tough because on the surface level, it feels like it's a plea from my ego. And I'm trying to keep that in check and acknowledging that by acknowledging it, honestly. But it's more from this energetic place of, damn it, I have a perspective that needs... Expression. We need more voices out there that are genuinely coming from the heart to help break the conditioning that came from anywhere but the heart. And, you know, in my own world here, I was challenged. And part of the reason I had such an unbelievably tough week was because In my day-to-day life, I work on an organic farm. I've shared that this farm has played a huge role in my spiritual life. But ironically, there is not another human being at that farm with whom I'm consciously living these times. Meaning, without delving into it in great detail, you would think that of all places, this organic farm would be full of fully conscious beings that recognize the power that we have to create our own realities that would honor the work that we are all blessed to be doing by growing organic food at a time when I would argue we're all being asked to prioritize and recognize what are the most important ventures out in the world the efforts and when I looked at my own life, it made a lot more sense to bring my skill sets and my energy to an organic farm than it did to bring it to a company and a world such as Iron Man. which yes, health and fitness wise, it's extremely important what that company represents, but the overall business model, which I shared multiple times thus far in this podcast, served the dollar and served it in an obvious way. It was not a model that serves the one. But interestingly, the farm isn't consciously serving the one either, which makes it really challenging for me to seek my higher guidance and ask, am I really supposed to be there? Because it's torturous for me these days to be working around others that aren't as consciously engaged and understanding our immense power and responsibility in what we're coming together to agree to make our collective reality. Especially at this organic farm. First of all, none of them know, I think there's one that has an awareness that I even have a podcast. None of them listen to my work. And if they were to hear last week's podcast... They already have overheard a conversation I had with a couple of customers, a couple of non-mask wearing customers. They're all still on that red and blue side. They all see Donald Trump as this evil guy and they can't even really give you a, a real example or evidence as why they think this other than parroting what the mainstream media has put out as the narrative surrounding Donald Trump. And... It makes it really challenging for me because I don't need that job right now. I could live off of my savings. It wouldn't be comfortable for me to live off of my savings. But the battle I have internally going on right now is I'm being called to go all in again on my work of this new earth of my dreams and my vision that I see so clearly and bringing more words to it to share with the masses. And I could do that for a year before I would have to put my, you know, and then if nothing came up in terms of an opportunity to work with others in a more conscious way, then I could put my house up for sale and decide what my next step is. And I struggle because almost on a daily basis, I wonder if that's not what I'm intended to do. But I keep coming back to the farm legitimately needs me in the role that I'm playing there as the one that's in the office and essentially running the business side of things. It needs me. If I walk, there isn't another person that can fill that role, which would then mean that the business itself would be under the very real likelihood of not being able to continue if you don't have somebody that knows how to be in that role. And I was pushed to a whole new limit a week ago because I had to make the decision that was wholly against myself regarding these masks. Essentially, we were bullied as a business into passing a mask policy I don't even, it's so hard for me to even talk about it because it was, it was such a challenge for me to be put into this position. And I feel like I could do an entire podcast episode on diving into what these times are doing to people and to their businesses. And ultimately they're forcing people to be inauthentic. You're not even allowing people to make a choice for themselves. And as such then, allowing human beings to interact honestly and authentically. You're forcing us to do things. And I wonder how many of you out there wearing these masks, well, who am I kidding? Anybody out there wearing the masks isn't listening to my podcast. And I'm not trying to attack. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not. But what is so baffling to me is that those mask wearers cannot see I hey if you want to wear the mask by all means do what you feel you need to do for you I'm not interested nor am I trying to tell you what to do but you are telling us the people for whom we are not drinking the Kool-Aid we know better we know more we're open to more and you're telling us what to do, and how to live our lives in huge ways. And that is, I just, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe that that you can't see that, but that's because you're being conditioned to think that I'm killing you. I'm risking killing you because I'm not wearing the mask. And we made some sort of list in town because we weren't mandatory. We weren't forcing everybody to wear a mask. We have like three employees that work our stand. They are already worked their asses off all weekend long to bring the healthiest food possible to Sarasota. And our shoppers think that it's also their job to police grown adults and to force them to do something with their body? No. No, sorry, there is a line. And we had to dress it up by saying that, well, it's the truth, but we rather than being able to be honest and transparent and say, this is a place of free will. This is a place where you get to be an adult and make a choice for yourself and as such, honor that all, be, all the other individuals have that same option. The farm is not a place, listen, it's that way for all of us as employees. It's one of the things that makes it the most magical place, but also the hardest place I've ever worked, dot, period. Because anything goes. Bill gives us the freedom to decide. It's the honor system. Our hours are on the honor system. Our food intake is on the honor system. How we choose to handle our responsibilities there is on us. He does not lead or boss us in any way like a regular job. So why would it be any different for our customer shopping there? And yet, we're expected to go completely against our nature if we want to survive as a business. And the customers don't even take a pause to feel or see or understand what it is they're doing. You want to boycott a guy that has been one of the purest, realist, real examples of what matters and the simplicity of life. He is a wide open example of that. It is about the earth and the food at that place. That's it. Pure and simple and beautiful. Beautiful. And you want to boycott what he's taken 42 years to develop and the importance of what he's bringing and the health of what that's represented by what he's bringing. You want to get upset because we're not putting a bunch of chemicals on our tables? We grow organic food for God's sake. We're outside. but we made this list of places in town that were not mandatory and requiring masks that had something like 2,500 members on it. And, And I came home last Sunday night to a barrage of emails. And me, I don't wanna be in the role of being the mouthpiece for the farm. I don't wanna be in the role of operating and making these decisions. But the reality is that our farmer is not in that role. He has never been. And he won't. He'll see the business go under before he makes those changes. I mean, him personally. It's not a call that he's gonna make. So then I was put in this extremely uncomfortable position. Me, the one who sees our books, the ones that the one that knows how precarious our business is and has been for the last years. We can't afford or we will go under. And no part of me believes that spirit, that God, that the higher energy wants our business given what it is we do and represent. Not a part of me feels like that's right, to let it go under. I have to do everything in my power, I feel, for the greater good. And I'm not trying to be some goody, goody. I'm not trying to be holier than anybody. I'm trying to honor the oneness that I claim I am all about and want to live for. And that is the truth. But learning what that looks like and what choices to make that represent that is work. Especially when you have to and you cannot forget your human vessel. I cannot forget to take care of myself. I'm no good to this mission of serving the one if I'm not taking proper care of myself. And that is a very hard thing for the character of Allison. That is very new for Allison to even know how to do that, let alone give herself permission to do it. And last Sunday was, oh my God, it just set the tone for a very tough week. As I read these emails with horrible energies of judgment And criticism and I asked myself I'm like are all these people gonna come back when this greater truth is revealed the farce of what this virus has been when it's revealed to what degree you have been played by the masses and by the mass media and by these so-called governmental leaders with all their inherent conflicts of interest People that stand to make billions of dollars are the ones telling you the vaccine is necessary? Are you going to come back and apologize to all the people you judged? Are you going to come back and help a business reopen that has been shut down because, God forbid, they honor what their, their take is and they don't just settle for what's being told to them? That reality and truth is? I don't, you know, and then again, then my spiritual side comes and says, Allison, come on. You know, everybody's doing the best they can. I think of Jesus. Forgive them. They know not what they do. Forgive the guys put you putting you on the cross and putting those nails in your hands and condemning you when all you represent is one love. Forgive them. They know not what they do. Have compassion. Be there to hold the space when and if they choose to open themselves up to the greater truths that are lying right in front of their faces if they simply shut off the TV and look to get their information from let's just begin from sources that don't have the direct motives that all the, all the sources giving you the information have tainted motives. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that this will be released as my next episode. I think I need to continue to do what I'm being called to do, which is capture the recording, admit it is raw, it is in the moment, This is not what I, you know. The first twelve episodes were very specifically planned, and I had an idea for the next set of episodes. And I still have not gotten back on track to that that second segment, if you will. As I continue to honor the now moment, and really, as I continue to, you know, hone in on, you know, you've got to live the words. I love speaking. I believe I have a gift to speak and write. I believe my voice can aid others. But none of it means a damn thing if I don't continue to live everything of which I speak. And right now that just is being represented in a almost surreal example. A soup super super powerful microcosm example, microcosmic example of the macro in this little organic farm. And I've wanted to run. I've wanted to quit multiple times. Again, there was a reason I quit over a year ago and all those reasons still exist. But... It's also simultaneously undeniable to me that spirit through what's going on not only in the world at large, but in my own little world, it it's it's undeniable that I, I'm supposed to be there. Like I said, I cannot, there's no part of me that feels like it would be the right choice to walk away. At a time especially when the specific role that I primarily play on that farm team, even though it's not really seen, understood, and I would say respected by hardly anybody else on my team, because we don't operate like a team there, one of the most frustrating things for me. And it's not that I need pats on the back. It's not for that at all. It's that I don't want to compromise anymore. I don't want to settle any more for anything less than being a conscious co-creator out in the world co-creating the new version of earth and if that means i have to work all on my own and still not make any money and deplete my savings and then sell my house and live in a tent in the woods that is more real to me more important to me more genuine to me more authentic of a life than settling out in the world to just be another cog in the wheel. And the great irony is, the farm is not a fully awakened place. It is more awake than any other place I've ever worked, without doubt. But there is not a collected, there's not a collective effort going on. There's not a collective, conscious, conscious, co-creative effort going on on the part of us as a team. I'm trying. I'm trying to guide it to that. And it is a real struggle as I continue to ask for guidance from above. And all I keep coming back to is, wow, what a tremendous opportunity To work on some of your greatest weaknesses, Allison, which is establishing boundaries and being emotionally detached. Super, super new for me, both of those concepts. Very, very hard still. And those are two things that I must do if I want to maintain any semblance of health and balance for myself individually while at the farm. And I am not there. So what a great opportunity. If I can find, it's like I used to say, if I could find balance within the world of Iron Man, which was a wholly imbalanced expression of work when you're talking 80 plus hour work weeks, almost no sleep, you know, all these type A, triple type A's out there proven and convincing. And, you know, if I could find balance within my own journey While in that environment, oh my God, best spiritual training in the world. And in the same manner, if I can find balance within this farm environment, it is the best training in the world. And it also gives me an opportunity to work on, hone in, and develop some of my greater skill sets, some of my strengths. My ability to communicate, my ability to connect people as I work to be sort of the face of our fundraising, our fundraising campaign that we're in the middle of, you know, we recently launched a fundraising campaign for the farm because we are at a point where we are going to need the community's participation in an unprecedented way financially if we're going to continue. And it makes the most sense for me to be that voice because I'm the one in the office. I'm the one handling the funds and channeling them to the various projects. So that is a tremendous opportunity for me. Not entirely comfortable. I don't like putting myself out. I say I'm only speaking for my perspective. I'm not speaking for anybody else I work with. I'm not speaking for Bill. I'm just trying to be open and honest about who I am and what my role is. So that's very uncomfortable, but it's still an area of strength for me. To manage a business, to handle money, to communicate, to prioritize projects. All of those are strengths. And by virtue of doing that, I am guiding and leading. But I don't want to be anybody's parent, anybody's manager, anybody's leader. I'm not looking to have followers. I'm looking to co-create with others as equally valid human beings, but with uniquely different skill sets and come together with those unique skill sets and communicate what it is we're all bringing to the table for specific projects. So it's, a, it's, it's using my strengths, but it's still far from the dream environment within which I would like to be using those gifts. Because if there's any energy at the farm, it's one of resisting this sort of collaborative effort. It's not wired to be collaborative. They're almost wired to see any sort of leadership as a representation of the man, as a representation of playing the game. (laughs) And I, again, I come back to, here I am, all I'm trying to do is say, I've got a lot more experience in that mainstream world than anybody else on the the farm. That's a statement of fact. Yet, I identify and value what the farm represents and what the farm is doing more so than any of the other, you know, mainstream companies and projects for whom I've worked. Fields of interest and projects and, you know, everything from teaching to Microsoft to Iron Man. The farm is what aligns to my soul in the greatest ways. And all I'm trying to do is be more of this middle point of an example, being somebody that can speak to the masses better than anybody else there because I've had that experience, but also trying to get the masses to understand, bring them a little bit more towards a middle point. And it's literally dancing with dimensions. It's literally opening myself up to share words that I I can almost guarantee are not going to be received in the way that I'm trying to express them. Because as I've said time and time and time again, words are just pointers, as Eckhart Tolle says. There are very few words that can actually communicate the essence of where we're going as a species, as a collective. The spirit realm, to bring it to words, is literally bringing it so many notches down in this sort of arbitrary way of explaining it. You have to live it. But we're also still in a dimension and a reality where you you almost have to still bring words to it. And I'm always extremely cautious and cognizant of what words I'm using. More so, I'm almost always able to anticipate the mainstream interpretation of what that word is, and I try to head it off by guiding it more to what I'm trying to say. But oftentimes, all that is is more words, and it just opens myself up for room for more misunderstanding. So there it is. Coming up on an hour here, so I think, and I've got to get to the farm, so I think I'm going to conclude for now. Not really sure if I hit all the points that were swirling through me. Kind of desiring to be expressed. And I put out to the universe, boy, I would love to connect with one of these souls to whom I've directly reached out. You know, from both a spiritual and ego level. First from the more surface level ego perspective, it would just help me keep going. Because this is hard. It's hard to keep opening myself up and following something when on the surface level still it seems like it's just me talking to me. And I I, you know, I, I it's just it's it's hard. It's lonely. It's hard, and, you know, at least in the Iron Man world, I had that higher energy, that frequency of the Iron Man world. Aspects of it were more aligned to the greater expression of me than anything else I had found thus yet in this physical form. And not having that all year has been challenging, and I've missed it tremendously tremendously. And so from an ego perspective, I'm just looking to connect with others that are at this higher frequency, genuinely. And from a spiritual perspective, I think it will give me just a couple of connections. Just one connection with one of these people would give me that needed inspiration to keep going as I hone out Ripple 2020, my project Ripple 2020, at hone out, as I, as I hone in and develop further my project in the 3D world, Ripple 2020. And I think I sense that before the year end here, I'm going to attempt to get through those 10 episodes, that next segment of episodes, if you will, That was originally slated for 13 to 23, episodes 13 to 23. Because I do think we need more, you know, if you're in the world of being action-based and solution-based, which I am, the next step of having more and more people with this greater awareness is having some very real avenues for people to act with this greater awareness. To build, to begin to build these pathways to building, rebuilding earth, rebuilding all of our systems, recreating everything. And that, I believe, is sort of my unique role on the team. And I can't, (laughs) I don't have much of that laid out yet for people to see or hear. So I know I need to get that out there. And I feel as if that would be a hell of a lot easier if I just had, one or two folks that I knew cared. Um, and uh, so there it is. I'm going to conclude. If you made it through this recording, thank you for listening. And as always, I wish everybody only peace and love. And I stand in gratitude and appreciation for every part of this journey And while I don't want the dark times or the shadow work or the struggles to end completely because so much growth results when you do that work, I am ready, universe, to experience more lightness, more fun, more connection to others that are of this frequency. I'm ready. I want to be ready. Um, And I feel like I need to keep expressing that in an effort to attract it and to be able to receive it. So thank you for all of it. And we'll talk to you again next time. Thanks.